Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash intb and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash intb. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to the episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. What's up? So, Dom, I know the, uh, what, what was it, Grammys were this weekend or something yeah. like that? And I know you're a big fan of um, award shows. Mm. So, uh, let me know what you thought about it. I know you have a lot to say because it's like award shows and music and pop music's like one of your favorite things. Well, it's not one of my favorite things, but all right. Uh yeah. So let's let's talk about that. I think this is I think this past award season has just shown us like hey, yeah, guys, like maybe we're not where we think we should be. I think we're in that point where we were in, in 2008 where we're like racism's over like Women have equal rights, but then you look at it and you're like, oh, wait, women still don't have equal pay? Oh, and, like, pe- people of color still, like, make less than everyone else? Oh. Because, like, one thing that um, Tyler, the creator, brought up was that it's funny that, like, people, he says that people like him, i.e., like, black, black musicians or in general, like, get put into that, like, urban category of rap because he won for Best Rap Album where it's like, yeah, but, like, if you actually listen to the album, like, it's, <laughs> like, genre, like, bending, right? It mixes so many different things that, like, placing people into these different kind of categories doesn't really work anymore. And I think he got placed in Best Rap Album because he's black. And he even brought up, like, that they call him urban. It's just, like, the polite way of saying the N-word. And it's, like, it's true. That's what that's literally what white people do constantly. Well, besides just white people, but, you know, people who are, they're trying to, like, code their racism. They're, like, oh, he was an urban youth. It's, like, he was black. Why didn't you just say he's black? Oh, no. Oh, that's racist. You can't say black. And, yeah, and it's just, like... <clears throat> All these different things that, like, Billie Eilish, when she was winning, she went, like, she swept all the, like, categories. It was funny, too, because she, like, you could tell that she kind of felt uncomfortable winning because she's, like, so many other people here deserve it. Where it's, like, yeah, but, like, uh, at the same time, she deserves it, too. I, I think what, I think it's to the point where, like, it's, like, people on both sides. People on the the far right, they, they say, oh, well, he's, he's, Look at him, he's urban, right? So he has to win Best Rap album. But then the left does it too, where like Billie Eilish wins and beats someone like Ariana Grande or Lizzo or Lil Nas X, right? And she's just a, a 18-year-old white girl who beat all these other people of color, right? And so she kind of feels like she has to like apologize for that. She doesn't, like her acceptance speeches were all like, no, you guys, you just, like she even said like Ariana Grande, you deserve this over me. Like... It's like she has, she feels like she has to like apologize for it where it's like, but I, but you see like it's, we're, we're trying, they're trying to pull it either one way to the, to this way or that way. And it's like, 
I think they just need to tear it apart and just rebuild like the whole like structure. Because I was thinking about that too. I was like, if they got rid of the word best in like the like the Academy Awards and did like outstanding instead, I think more people would have a better like feeling about the Academy. Because if you heard outstanding film instead of best picture, wouldn't you be like, yeah? Because when you say outstanding, multiple films could have that degree of outstanding, yeah. right? Uh, you could say how. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was an outstanding film mm-hmm. for, like, the visual it created in this time frame and blah, 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 right? But then you could say how Jojo Rabbit was an outstanding film because they took a very satirical look at something that was really horrible, right? But when you automatically say the best, then you're like, what the fuck? Cause, yeah, because that-, that was our thing with... with with uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody, that first of all, that's not a good film. So when you put it up there with the best films, it's like, nah, wait, no, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it just it exactly. hurts a little bit more when you say, yeah, oh, uh, if Beale Street can talk is like one of the best films of the year. No, <laughs> it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, because I think that I think. Like, if they just did that, that one little change, at least for now, I think would help ease things. Because it would be outstanding picture, right? Because then people would be like, okay, you know what? These these were outstanding films. They're not the best films, but they are outstanding films. Like, for different degrees. And then, like, the same thing with, like, the, the Grammys just needs to, like... But I think that's all, like, controlled by, like, industry, isn't it? Like, more so. But the industry isn't as... Powerful as it was once. That's true. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. A lot of these people yeah. are starting to come up as their own. Like, I know J. Cole won uh, an award, and he's been someone who's been constantly DIY, wants to do everything by himself, kind of have a lot of, like, his own hands in his career. So him winning an award is a big deal. Hmm. But he's not the only one. Uh People like Chance the Rapper, who's gotten huge success, has also been like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna sign. Yeah, he might have signed a label by now. I can't remember, but but he puts out music very like sporadically. And- yeah, um, and like we said, with like Billie Eilish and, and her brother, it's this them two. Phineas. Yeah, they're doing their shit mm-hmm. by themselves. Um, of course, they probably have oh, out yeah, now, yeah. but their career is very much in their own hands. Mm. I mean, little Nas X literally yeah. got famous from just right, like recording his own shit at home. But, and yeah. It, and it's, and I think that that does speak a lot about what is considered like, you're right. What is the best or quote unquote outstanding? Because <laughs> some of this shit is like, Oh, that's a thing. Or, you know, Oh, they want an award for what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, how do you decide what is one of the best albums? Oh, oh it's sales, but it's like, okay, but but see, people but what if but what if you have someone single outselling someone's album? But then what if you also have someone who's not outselling, but they're downloading more? See, because I do they take that into account now? Yeah, like uh, like uh, BTS. Uh, I think it was MTV Awards or something. They weren't nominated for like one of the best groups, but uh-huh. it was like best international group, which is funny because it mimics a lot of film. I, yeah. But 
it, but people were like, okay, but in any case you want to look at it, they've been one of the biggest groups in the last like two, three years, yeah. whatever. They're super famous, super popular. And then they were even talking about their actual record sales and their streamings and all this stuff. And it is way higher than I think maybe uh, Taylor Swift or someone who won, right? Yeah. But they weren't even nominated for like best uh, artist of the year. Ridiculous. And it's like, wait, but. That to me is upsetting because it's like, I don't listen to them, but I kn- I've, I've heard of them. Don't wink at me. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I've heard of them like, like way before this, right? Like people know, like if you said BTS, people are like, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I think they probably deserve more recognition than a lot of the people that get recognized right now. And that's see, and I think we're, I think where we're at now with like award show is the perfect time to like start changing that. Because for so long, like, people just had to accept it, right? And I think now it's, like, we're, people are finally, like, voicing their opinions. They're, like, they're saying it there at the award. Like, this is messed up. Like, why do we keep doing this? Like, why do you keep putting people who look like me, like Tyler, the creator, said. Like, why do you keep putting me, people who look like me, in best rap album, and I win this when this album isn't a rap album? Yeah, I don't know. I've been pretty sour on award shows since we've started this podcast. Because like I said, I've been more of a casual yeah. purveyor of uh, awards given out. And be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Whatever. <clears throat> but honestly, like since we've started this podcast, it's like, oh, yeah, I should probably pay attention to stuff. Because it's stuff that we talk about. Yeah. And now it gets more confusing because it's like, but... How come this feels like the way that they're doing this is from like 50 years ago and not, you know, like 2019, 2020, you know, like modern day society and how we reflect on all that. It's weird how that, huh? It's almost like old people. And I, 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 we'll get into this once the Oscars. Okay? Yeah, obviously. Give us the Oscars talk about all this stuff because there's if i feel like honestly every single week i keep finding out more and more and it's like what the fuck but yeah uh we'll we'll get into it and like i said it it's award shows in general that just really speak out i mean you would even think something like an mtv music award something that's supposed to be for the the kids and you know all this shit they can't even get something like a bts thing right and that's not that's not even like oh well that was a couple years ago that was like fucking last year like a couple of months ago god ridiculous <sighs> it's i don't know all the shit is kind of whatever anyway so who cares this is the fucking news okay so yesterday uh some news broke suggesting that Paramount had two separate Transformers uh movies in active development um, and so with the new Bumblebee movie that had come out, what was it last? To late 2018. Okay, yeah. So set up in this this new, because this is like a reboot, right? It was like a soft reboot type of thing. Yeah. Um, so set up in this new Bumblebee universe. Obviously, there's going to be one that's probably going to be like a sequel. But news is reporting that the other one could be based off of Beast Wars. And I was like, hell yeah. Okay, <clears throat> As an expert 
uh-huh. in the Transformers mm-hmm. movie. Which, <laughs> yes, you are. They kind of did already talk about how there were uh, Transformers here and like prehistoric. Well, remember, era. this is all rebooted already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But they kind of touched on that stuff already. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's fine the way they did it. Kind of interesting. Like I said, it, it does tie into the greater picture of like the there's like an alien race out there who possibly made them or yeah i don't know they don't really touch on it ever again it's like what the fuck but they did that somewhat loosely already right now well bumblebee it is i guess a soft reboot but it kind of also ties into some some of the other movies but does that mean that this did restart the whole timeline I think that the way that they're counting it now is that it, it is a reboot. Like, Bumblebee, Bumblebee was a reboot. It was more of a softer one than, like, a hardcore, like, oh, look at this, this is new. Like, they took the, like, design of Bumblebee and were just, like, copy? Paste. But, like, the like the, the I think the universe it's set in now, because it's, it's saying that um, the, the reboot is reportedly based off of Beast Wars now. So I guess what they're, I think what they're going to do is, like I said, maybe give us a sequel to like Bumblebee or something, like maybe set up something beyond that, like more, because what happens in Bumblebee, I need to watch that movie, we should review that one. I really did like the movie, it Mm. was, it was a really fun, entertaining movie, especially when you're a fan of Transformers, the cartoon, and you know, all the toys and stuff, Yeah, it definitely, it was way more of a callback to, like the beginning of it, spoiler alert. Was straight up like, eh, let's see if we can kind of make the cartoon. <laughs> so that was super cool to okay. see. But obviously they, you know, like did what they do and like, well, we got to tie in like the Michael Bay stuff, right? So it's it's like a weird mix match, but it, you know, I mean, it has Haley Steinfeld in it and she's always great. Mm-hmm. So it was fun and I really liked it. The kids really liked it. And when they said... Oh yeah, we could probably make a part two. I was in for it, and I'm still am. Like it'd be it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens. But at the same point, uh, I don't like. I do know how they could do Beast Wars, I guess, but I wonder how they would actually do so, it. They asked uh, producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, um, like what he thought at, the, at like I guess this was like a few years ago, uh, two years ago. Uh, he said that he wanted nothing to do with like a Beast Wars movie, right? And that he's like, I'm quote unquote, I'm probably not the best one to be asking that question to because I don't get Beast Wars. But you know, thankfully, I'm not the only vote on it. I've never quite understood. They kind of feel like incompatible to me. You have animals, robots. We're used to cars, <clears throat> but since then, uh, Transformers last night included the fan favorite Dinobots, a potential. S- Seg to a a potential segue into the world of Beast Wars. Last year's D Bonaventura confirmed two projects were in development, and Optimus Prime would be included in both of them. According to the producer, they'd be direct sequels to Bumblebee and Transformers: The Last Night, which appears not to be the case now. So at the time, I think they're trying to tie it together with Last Night, but I think what they decided to do is just drop that and kind of. Leave a tide to Bumblebee. 
if this is really a reboot, it it could work because what the original Transformer uh, universe did was they totally brought in like the ancient alien theory shit, mm. <clears throat> and that this shit that Transformers have been on this planet for millions and millions yeah. of years. Sometimes they come and go, and I guess some some sometimes they know exactly. It's like, oh yeah, that's blah blah blah. And it's like, then how come you didn't fucking know this shit in the first two movies? <laughs> what this whole time you didn't you that wasn't. Um, huh? I'm Sir Anthony Hopkins. I don't have to explain anything to you, Clarice. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was fun because that the that movie tied in like Merlin and shit. <laughs> uh, but it was, he didn't have powers. It was transformers um no but they do tie in a lot of that stuff and i honestly like i said i love like sci-fi and aliens and all that shit so i love that shit i mean the actual movie itself isn't that great especially (laughs) when you have someone like uh michael bay or whatever who's like no yeah yeah now we need to get ultra wide on this shot okay oh see how cinematic this is okay now we're gonna go back to full hd and it's like wait you're you're continuing this action scene, but why don't you just leave it one way? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm a big famous director, and it's like, stop fucking doing that. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, but I honestly, I really like that. So if they do do something like that, I I actually be interested. Uh, but they would have to actually make all the Transformers like super intriguing. Yeah, because obviously with the original. They played a lot until like, how can we make this very fun and jokey? Yeah, and it's like, oh, so you're like borderline racist with a lot of these. Yeah, and you can't really imagine those Transformers in that universe. So I do hope because you know we don't really get to see really any like super super silly shit other than like Bumblebee, you know, trying to figure out like how to be. A friend or whatever. We don't see any of that like dumb shit from the first iteration of the movie verse. Mm. But I mean, cool. I I think it's cool because I love Beast Wars. But I mean, things that I watched as a kid, and then when they like make the movies of them, sometimes it doesn't necessarily like translate well. So, oh no. Yeah, you're right. Who who knows? Uh, I guess I'll wait to see like as it gets closer. If if the uh, second Transformer or be Bumblebee movie or whatever they want to go yeah. with it, whatever that movie is next, if that is actually good, mm-hmm. then I think the Beast Wars thing can work because okay. with the original uh, Transformers movie verse, I think that would have just been like, oh, this isn't a movie you want to watch. So, we'll see. So, Jonathan Glazer's cult hit, Under the Skin, could be coming a television series. Deadline is reporting that Silver Reel, the company that produced the original Scarlett Johansson starring film, is angling for the TV rights to the movie. Which, honestly, I think could work as a pretty good like a TV show if you changed a few things. Obviously, you'd have to explain a little bit more. But I think it could work as a TV show, right? Like, especially like if maybe because like I because like the one character, the the guy with the he has like the deformity. 
um, like, she kind of feels more, like, sympathy towards him because, like, he's not like the other, like, guys, right? And he's just more, like, oh, like, like, shy and, like, introverted and, like, and I feel like that would play, like, well as, like, a companion, like, you know what I mean? Like, to the sort, like, this person who's, like, they're interacting with but, like, kind of shows her, like, the world. See, like, I I hate to to be those people who, like, start thinking of, like, oh, but I but it, I think, like, it could work as a TV show. Yeah, it could. I think um, what you would have to do in that situation is probably follow a city, maybe, mm. because we know that mm. the, the aliens or whatever they are, yeah. they, you know, they come and go and whatever, and there's yeah. keepers there. Yeah. So, there. Whatever this is, does they do have some sort of system, right? Whatever they are, they know what they're doing. Everyone has somewhat of a place, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to work the same way the movie did and still be mysterious, but it would build on learning more. I think you could honestly make this into a really interesting, like suspenseful horror tv show because you are dealing with not only like weird alien shit but you literally have people missing mm. yeah <laughs> you're whatever I they're think, happening to i them. think you're right i think that'd be a pretty good premise like maybe it's like um hey is it, isn't it kind of weird that all these people are missing yeah yeah I, I feel like there's multiple ways you could do it i i think with a story like this you have a lot to play with too because they don't really give anything in the no. movie you just get hints of like, oh, so that's a thing. Like we even said, like, so is the house like an actual building or is it like, like some sp- sort of spaceship? Yeah. Or did they did they build this thing or is it like they can or they teleport conver- them? Yeah, like converted you know I mean? it over or something. And so like, there's still a lot of mystery there, even though we see these people, we we see that you know she has to, she has some sort of place there to do whatever it is. I feel like there could be a lot of things they could do because the movie was so open to, yeah, this is a movie about a thing <laughs> that they can make their own mythos about what's going on. And it could be good. I mean, it could be a miss. We don't know. But I, I, I would be pretty interested to see where they go with that. So Doctor Who's showrunner and, and this series so far has has taken a crazy turn and has introduced a new doctor um for those who don't really know like the history of like doctor who basically he's an alien who can regenerate and he only has so many lives and after matt smith he basically got a whole new set of lives so now he can do 12 more but this new doctor is a black woman Finally, in 2020, we find we did it, everybody. We finally see this is how we know it's the future. Doctor Who can be a black woman, but the crazy thing is, is that she's not a further regeneration down the line from Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, the the latest Doctor. Um, she, I guess, she's placed in like some of the earlier ones. And people are speculating probably around, like, one or two. So she could be, like, one of the earliest Doctors. But it kind of breaks the continuity of Doctor Who. Although, Doctor Who's continuity already is, like, like the most convoluted thing ever. 
to basically to boil it all down for people who aren't nerds like me, <clears throat> like David Tennant says, it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. It is kind of crazy that like why why does it take why did it take so long for us to not only get one woman but like two? When they could have done this, right? They could have done it at any point. And what's funny, too, is like a few years ago when they were announcing the first like female doctor, uh, one of the older doctors was like, oh, you can't make the doctor a woman. And it's like, why not? Like, they never said, like, the doctor doesn't even have to be a human. Like, they never said specifically that. See, that's... I. But one thing that I love is that, like, unlike um, what Disney had to go through when they acquired the rights to Star Wars and they had to choose what was canon or not, with Doctor Who, when they when they were bringing it back, they were like, well, we can choose to, like, say that this is a regeneration or this and that, blah, 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 right? But what they did was they just kind of started over where they kind of said, like, hey, whatever you want to interpret is canonical. Going forward, I think people should do more things like that. Because you know fans are going to be mad, no matter what. Which is why they, they like, had to go, th- like, through hoops to, like, explain that she is a, do- like, doctor. Like, she is. Because they knew that, like, fans were going to be mad. Because remember, fans were mad already with Jodie Whittaker. Let me get this straight. So this is just, like, them going back in time, meeting another... Meeting the same doctor, but back in the well, you know past? how the doctor can be in any time and yeah. any, anywhere in the because of time and space. She just happened to meet so because I think one of the specials that just happened was it was Jodie Whittaker and David Tennant, so yeah. the tenth doctor and the thirteenth doctor. Yeah, same person, different bodies. Bodies. Yeah, so they they did like a special together, but this in this new episode, they basically so she met a new character, but it turns out. It's a regeneration of the Doctor that we've never seen before. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of that shit. Um, <clears throat> it is intriguing. But the fact that they went out of their way to do this this way, yeah. I think is really smart. Yeah. Because you're right. As much as you want to say that things are changing and et cetera, whatever, even as something as silly as a kid's show, like Doctor Who, people get butthurt about. Yeah. Uh, oh, it can't be a woman. It's like... Well, I mean, it's kind of technically not a woman. Just, I guess, kind of yeah. has a woman's body. Yeah, the Time Lord's an alien. They have two hearts. Like, there's there's nothing about this that, like, there's no real, like, gender to, to these creatures. But even when that's, like, actual proof that these things could be whatever like that's they the want. the canonical part. Yeah, they're like, well, but, like... You have to be old and white and British. That's uh, obviously we have or to do. young and white and British. Only those two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, you knew, like you said, mm-hmm. they knew from the get go that this was going to be a problem. And the smartest thing they could have done is like, yeah, you know how like none of the shit we do makes sense. Well, okay, so this girl, she's a re- she's already like one of the first doctors, which. For the show, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I, I think them doing this with her was probably, like, the smartest thing they could have done. Yeah. It literally took out... It took the power away from all these nerds who were like, well, let me try to explain why this isn't real. And they're like, no, it's real. It's 100% real. Yeah. We said it. 
This is what we're doing. I this love, honestly, I love that. Like, when you tell me that if you introduce more doctors, like, to me, that just is like, I want to know more about them. Yeah, because that is, like I said, the, I'm not a huge fan of the show, but I do like some of the lore and everything, and it's interesting. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's, like, these Time Lords, but they're all dead, but they're not, right? Or isn't yes. there, like, some weird, like, Well, they were put in a time... pocket dimension. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> nerd alert. Nerd alert. But with all of that, the the fact that they went this route yeah. is like worth applauding. Because you're living in the, you know, the modern day society that we all live in trying to have this, you know, equality and, and representation. But they tie that into, oh, no, this is old. This is old school stuff. Yeah. Were you guys? No, no, no. That, no, she's from like like one of the like first or second whatever doctors. Yeah, it's old school. No, no, she's not new. And then the nerds are like, but wait, so I can't. No, no. And then we have equality. <laughs> yeah, I just wish more fair. Like I haven't. I have yet to see backlash from this, but I just wish more fandoms would be more of accepting of things. I really than... know there's people upset oh, yeah. about it because when when they talked about possibly having a, an American doctor, That's true. people got fucking pissed. Yeah. Oh, it has to be British. Nerds would be nerds. Good for them. And it'd yeah. be, you know, exciting to see what they go from here on out. Yeah. Look at this. All those years in the big city, we finally got out. We're living the dream. Maybe it is a dream. Then everything just blew up. Like a pink light, or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. Looks like a meteorite. I mean, it's radioactive. I mean, it's from space, right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks. How can something that big just disappear? Did you plant those? No. Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh, God. What are you doing? Shh. It's talking to me. Who's talking to you? A man in the well. It's in the static, it's in the moisture. It's in here, it's out there. And what's out there is in here now. Everything's under control. Why are you so in denial? That thing from the meteorite changes everything around it.
Color Out of Space is a 2019 American horror film directed by Richard Stanley based on the short story The Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. In the wake of his wife Teresa's mastectomy, Nathan Gardner, played by Nicolas Cage, moves his family to a rural farm where he attempts to grow tomatoes and raise alpacas for their milk. His daughter, Lavinia, played by Madeline Arthur, takes up Wicca and performs rituals in hopes of restoring her mother's health. One of these rituals is interrupted by the arrival of Ward, played by Elliot Knight, a hydrologist surveying the water table and planning for a hydroelectric dam. The family is strained by the move. Teresa, played by Jolie Richardson, a financial advisor, is losing clients because she cannot get a reliable internet signal in their remote location. Nathan feels neglected because they have not had sex since her surgery six months ago, and the rest of the family does not take his attempts at farming seriously. His son Benny, played by Brendan Meyer, hangs out with Ezra, played by Tommy Chong, a local hermit, and has started smoking pot. His youngest son, Jack, played by Julian Hillard, is withdrawn and only interacts with their family dog, Sam. One night, Nathan convinces Teresa that, despite her feelings of mutilation, she's still attractive, and they begin to have sex, but they are interrupted when a brilliantly glowing meteor crash lands in their front yard. The rock emits an unearthly color, which distorts the world around it and causes Nathan to detect a horrific smell. Later, Benny and Lavinia witness the meteor being struck by several bolts of lightning. The next morning, the meteor is no longer glowing and is crumbling to dust. Ward, along with the mayor and the sheriff of the neighboring town of Arkham, arrive to see it. Ward notices that the groundwater has taken on an oily sheen and tests it. When his test strips begin to glow brightly with the color, he advises the gardeners not to drink it. But he cannot convince the mayor to do anything since she does not want to scare off the dam developers. Jack becomes obsessed with a well which stands a few feet from where the meteor landed. Strange, brightly colored vegetation begins growing around it. Mutated insects fly out of it and Jack insists he can hear a man in there. Nathan and Ward visit Ezra, who places a tape recording for them of what he says are creatures moving around underground. A news crew arrives to interview Nathan about the meteor, but it has mysteriously vanished and Nathan comes off looking like a drunken fool. Later, while Teresa is preparing dinner, she absentmindedly cuts off two of her fingers. While Nathan rushes her to the hospital, he leaves Benny in charge, but things quickly get out of hand as Benny finds the alpacas uncontrollable. Sam runs away and Jack is traumatized by something he saw in the well. Nathan excoriates Benny and Lavinia, lashing out with uncharacteristic rage. He tries to take a shower but is interrupted when a squid-like creature emerges from the drain. The next day, after Nathan tries to harvest his tomatoes, which have all turned out misshapen and inedible, he and Teresa get into a fight when the internet goes out again and she loses a client. The next night, Teresa hears Jack screaming in the barn and rushes to his aid. To their horror, something awful has happened to Sam and the alpacas, and they try to flee the barn only to be struck by several bolts of color lightning, which fuses mother and child together into a single deranged mass. Unable to start the car and call for help as all electronic devices have started malfunctioning, Nathan and the other children carry the monster into the attic. Nathan, enraged at what the color has done to his family, gets a shotgun and enters the barn, where he finds Sam and all of his alpacas fused together, and he destroys the resulting creature. He returns to the attic, orders his children to leave, and prepares to put down his mutated wife and son, but he cannot go through with it. Lavinia tries to perform a Wiccan ceremony to save her family, mutilating herself in the process. She and Benny conspire to run away from the farm, 
but as they are preparing to leave, Benny hears Sam winding down in the well and insists on going down after him. The color bursts from the water and kills him, driving Lavinia insane. Losing his grip on sanity, Nathan locks Lavinia in the attic with the monster, which has now grown aggressive and attacks her. Ward and the sheriff arrive and break into the attic, and Nathan shoots the creature. As they exit the house, the color erupts out of the well and drives Nathan insane. He tries to shoot Ward, but the sheriff shoots Nathan, who dies in Lavinia's arms. Lavinia declares she will not leave. Still intent on leaving, Ward and the sheriff go to pick up Ezra, but only to find his desiccated corpse and a recording he left behind where he surmises that the color is attempting to remake Earth into something it knows. The corpse explodes, raining color down everywhere, and a tree comes to life and kills the sheriff while Ward flees. Ward arrives and attempts to rescue Lavinia, but the color explodes from the well and roars into the sky in a towering funnel. Lavinia touches him and shares with him her vision of the color's homeworld, a writhing mass of tentacles bathed in its horrific light before she too is annihilated. Attempting to save himself, Ward hides in the farmhouse, where space and time begin to unravel around him as he is confronted by jumbled visions of the Gardner family before the color vanishes into the sky, tearing down the house and leaving the surrounding farmland drained of all color and life except for Ward. In an epilogue, Ward stands on top of the finished dam and says that knowing what he knows about this place, he will never drink the water. Color Out of Space. A movie about Nicolas Cage <laughs> being Nicolas Cage. That's true. Uh-huh. Go on. And then some stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Obviously, this movie's up our alley. It's basically everything that we like. Mm-hmm. But even with that, tell me how you feel about the Dom. I really liked it. Um, other than the fact that, like, H.P. Lovecraft, the things that he's done and said, right? We've talked about that before. I do love the fact of, like, this this idea of, like, something that's not from here and it changes the environment and it drives people insane and it changes the whole like physiology of everything. And then also that it's like a mass somewhere else. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's this thing that's behind comprehension that just drives you insane. I love, I love that. I, I, I like this movie a lot. I thought like it was shot really well. Well, there's a lot of good shots in this. The visual effects are not amazing, but the practical effects are what are pretty good. Um, the acting <laughs> is ridiculous, but I, I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent sure that's what they're going for because you don't cast Nicolas Cage to get uh Ryan Gosling performance, right? You cast Nicolas Cage to get a Nicolas Cage performance because, but I think it works because when you tell him, Hey, can you please act normal? He does act normal. Like and we've seen like, um, was it kick ass he does a really good job playing the dad like he's like a norm but even though he is a crime fighter when he's playing like the dad like seriously like the change to being crazy is like noticeable like he starts talking like donald trump and he's like we, 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 why are the alpacas out here huh didn't i tell you to put them away oh oh this is all fucking stupid so it is a little ridiculous but I think Ward 
I think that the guy who the actor played him, I think he does a really good job. What, what do you What do you think? What are your thoughts now? So, I like the movie. Yeah, I think it's awesome, etc. But when compared to other movies that were doing similar things or are in the same like wheelhouse, right? Yeah. That's where my love for the movie dies off. And it's like, it's good, but it's not. Uh, And um, when I was talking to my internet best friend, George Hamilton, I was trying to convey what exactly I meant. But it's hard when it's all through text. See, the thing is, this movie went for all of this weird shit and did all that stuff, right? And it did what it was going for. And that's the movie we got. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you're talking about great movies, Annihilation did it better. What Annihilation did was it meant to make this amazing fucking film Mm. that just played off of the, the same story, right? Yeah. Now, I'm a fan of... H.P. Lovecraft, like the mythos, his, yeah, right? his whole universe, his his whole ideology, all that shit that he made, yeah, his mythos, everything. I love what it's created and what people have got from it and all that stuff. But I'm not someone who's gonna sit here and read all his fucking short oh, stories. No, that's fucking I I have shit. a <laughs> couple of like short stories and whatnot, and you know, like yeah, I get it. There's that one I never read or anything that I really want to. Has to deal with like a mountain and these guys find like like an alien base or something like that. Uh, Yeah. Either either way, like, so he has like cool shit, but I'm not, I'm just not that person. Right. So maybe I'm looking at it as someone who appreciates, you know, the thing that he created, but can look past that fanboy picture of it and say, well, it's good, but this was my favorite because of it. See, the thing is, with this movie, I felt like it was too hokey. That would have been fine, and it is, and it still is fine. The thing is, this movie is great for what it is. Mm-hmm. But we saw Annihilation, and we were taken back by it because, like, God damn, that is an amazing fucking movie. Yeah. But the thing is, it's t- taking the same story, basically. Obviously, this is more direct you know from the actual yeah, short yeah, story yeah. Or whatever but then it made it i don't know super intriguing and made it made you like get super invested into the story even they made these characters real people yeah. like everything about it the tone and everything was just so fucking amazing and it i mean even though it wasn't the scariest movie there were those parts that well, were like hor- horrific there's a part where like the bear <clears throat> yeah like, that, that's fucking creepy as fuck but see when that came out, it's like awesome. Then you get this version, and it's like, yeah, but I, see, I I, I kind of wish I kind of wish this movie came out first, because if this movie came out first, we we would have enjoyed. I think we really would have been like, man, this like what it did was uh, spectacular. Like it's crazy because these are the concepts that we constantly like we love. Like this whole idea of like it's so ambiguous as to what the thing is. Like it's color. Like that's what it is. It's it's the the main villain is is color. Yeah, exactly right. You're saying, well, if we saw this first, whatever, but we did see this first and we did see it better. 
with The Void. As good as this movie is, we've seen similar movies that have done similar things just a little bit better. The Void's the same thing. It's this very Lovecraftian film, mm. but the acting's way better. Mm. The stories, it, you, you could say, you know, it's good or better, whatever. But the effects are way better. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's yeah. it's weird, but it's exciting, and it's, it's everything you want, but also different. And with this film, it's just, I can't say it's a miss because I still really liked it. Like, I genuinely like this movie. I want to yeah. watch. This is a movie that I want to show my nephews because I know that they'd be like, yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't get it, but they'd be like, I, fu- I fucks with that. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I was trying to convey was that I get that these two movies are different. Annihilation and and uh, The Color Out of Space. But they're they come from the same source material. Yeah. And the thing is... Maybe at one point in time, the idea of writing a Lovecraft story or adapting it, you could be super hokey with it and have fun with it. And because, you know, some some of his ideas are really out there. Yeah. But we've gotten some of those stories told fairly correctly. And if not correctly, they're done extremely well where we can have something like Annihilation do a more, I guess, dramatic version of this movie. But it just, it, it I don't know. It just, something about the movie just has well, so much more gravitas than this movie. I think this one leaves you, like, with an open ending where it's like, because I think they, they're intending it to open up to, a, like, a, a universe of, like, Lovecraft yeah. films. Which they do very well because... At the end, they basically say that this whole thing is trapped in this area mm. and that some people, most people don't remember, but him and I guess a few others yeah. do. So who knows what we could see? I mean, maybe that, like I said, the fucking alien based yeah. story or whatever, if that, that could pop up too. But I think Annihilation did the ending better where it was like, oh shit, not only is he, but she, but they're but it's not like this world ending type of like feeling cuz it's cuz you're wondering like did they just incorporate the dna is she the the re- replacement you know what i mean like they left it open but it wasn't like if it feels like different i think they did it better yeah but see but but it's not but, to put this movie down too yeah. much cuz this movie it, it is good but i think for what they were going for i think they were kind of going for like a b movie style which you can kind of tell with like the way that the just certain things are. Ha- so I think that's why having Nicolas Cage actually kind of works for the movie. It is, yeah. but like you said, it is still hokey because like the way, like I said, he's doing a Donald Trump. Yeah, and I do under like the thing is you understand why later on because I guess he's kind of like playing his dad. Yeah, in that in that sense. Yeah. Um, but the, I don't know. I just felt like. If you just if you just paid a little bit more for your acting, mm. you could have cast because as a whole I enjoyed it, right? But I mean, imagine if you had a Jacob Tremblay in here. I How? think that would have worked better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the kid he does a good job, but like there's parts where it's like, as a little kid, wouldn't you be like more afraid of certain things? Or he could have played off like the thing with the well, like the man in the well, like way creepier. 
but but all I'm really getting at is that that I feel like that hindered the movie yeah. a little bit because even uh, Tommy Chong's character you could take for at face value and it was fine. I felt like you know he was supposed to be this like weird hippie guy, whatever, and it's whatever, right? But the family, I just felt like. <laughs> The casting was just like, well, we got Nicolas Cage, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the mom was doing well, but she didn't feel like she fit because mm. the daughter, I know that sounds dumb, but they almost play the daughter as a typical, like, teenager girl, right? She's like, oh, I'm weird and I'm different, yeah. blah, 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 and like, oh, I love my horse or whatever. But then they tie in this idea that she likes process me they keep they bring it up like three or four times and it's like okay <laughs> and sure character character development whatever but it's like i, I didn't need that yeah and then the brother just they felt like let's get the guy from stranger things like ah, oh, he's not gonna do it yeah but let's get the guy that was like the guy in stranger things <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because you know what <laughs> honestly does. that's he looks just like him but like not and by no means am I saying that these people were horrible. Mm -mm. It just, I felt like with this movie and this whole alien and, you know, oh, it's the space and there's inner dimensions and what is, you know, oh, we can't even fathom what these things right. are. With that, you could have had, I don't know, just a little bit better acting in it and it would have made the movie 10 times better. You could get away with the practical effects being what they were. I mean, I, I wasn't. They, I think they did the, them pretty okay. They did okay, but it wasn't like, like I said, with the void, that shit was like that's true, fantastic. But although I think they should have just stuck to the practical because the practical did look better than the CGI. Yeah, the CGI just was like because when the cat like is like mutated and runs yeah. across, it was like, oh, that's fucking that's or the little real. the little bug or whatever. Yeah, um, see, like they could have just stuck to practical and like it. I think it would have worked. In its yeah. favor, because it would have worked to that B-movie style. Yeah, and and that's where, like I'm saying, for what this movie is, it's a great movie. I'll oh, yeah. watch it again. 100%. If someone's like, yeah, you, it's like, oh, what do you like? It's like, yeah. And and I think they did say they would want to do more stuff. So. Yeah, or, or somebody was like, hey, I really like Annihilation. Can you recommend something like that? Obviously, my first would be like The Analyst or The Void, but then I would, I would also list this one, too. So... It's not it's not the actual film that I have a problem with. It's no. the fact that Annihilation did what I wanted this movie yeah. to do and it already did it better. Mm. Like if I had to pick between the two, it's like I just I would watch Annihilation again. Yeah. Even though I like this movie for what it is, and if they continue this HP Lovecraft uh universe, whatever, sure. But they just I don't know. It just did what that, what this movie was I, doing but as a way to better. to start setting up like a universe. I think this did pretty good. Yeah, I just want to come off saying I love the <laughs> film, but me just trying to compare what it could be is where I'm getting at mm -hmm. with my stance yeah. on the void did like a similar thing but better, and the annihilation did. A similar thing, but better because those two movies, even though they're very Lovecraftian, they're the tonal difference is completely separate. But still, those movies are fucking fantastic. Yeah. 
with this movie, I felt like it was it was close to the void, but just wasn't there yet, you know? And and for what we got though, it was pretty good. Um like I said, it, it did take directly from the short story, so you know that they have this idea of like what they consider possible in this universe or at least in this adaptation. So knowing that they would want to continue some one way or another. It is interesting to see like, well, what other short stories are they going to go to? Like, what could they bring up? How could they do it? Et cetera. This movie's great. Yeah. It if is. you're into any really of this is. shit, no, no matter how much we're like comparing it to other things. Yeah. No matter how much we fucking hate it. Uh, yeah. It's great. <clears throat> Would I say this is the best vehicle for Nicolas Cage? No. no. I'm, but I'm also a fan of, National Treasure movie, so what does uh, that say about me? Exactly. But for what it is, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. This is a movie I want, just like with The Void, when I showed the kids The Void, and they're like, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a movie I'd want to show them. This is a movie I feel like they could digest. If you can watch it, awesome. If you gotta wait, just do it. But yeah, this is definitely two thumbs up. Go watch it. Yeah. We don't hate it. No. We do like love it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, watch it. Two thumbs up. Back. Horde. Horde. So, just recently, we had Kobe Bryant pass away. R.I.P. Right. And, you know, one thing that came out of that was... Obviously, a mass mourning of people. Um, but there was one reporter who they decided on their own personal Twitter to post just an article about his past sexual assault allegations. And I'm just like wondering, like, at what point do celebrities, when they're when they pass away? I mean, because obviously, when they're in life, like we can still like hold them accountable. But like when they when they pass away, you know, we have obviously this period of like mourning. But like, at what point do you like stop and say like, "Hey, like, yeah, like he, he may have been a great like basketball player, and he may have done this and that, right?" With like reaching out to the community and this and whatever, right? And yeah, sure, he won an Oscar. <laughs> But then, like everyone just forgets that, like he was—he was literally didn't he have like a whole trial and everything? No, no. he didn't. Oh no, because she dropped it right because she Man. didn't want to take the witness stand. But see, like, and this was back in what two thousand and four, and well, that was in the that was way before like Me Too. So like, of course, like she was probably pressured by like his lawyers and like other people to be like, no. Like you, you shouldn't go on the stand because everyone's gonna think you're the whole, like whore and like this is all your fault. Like you're look at you're ruining this young man's like career. Still, you know, rest in peace, <laughs> Kobe. But <laughs> and um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But like you know, like when say when like um, Harvey Weinstein dies or. Woody R. Allen R.I.P. R.I.P. Or Kevin Spacey dies. R.I.P. Wait. <laughs> you know we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about like the things that they did, right? But like, at w- at what point do we like say like, 
oh, wow, we can't talk about that now. Because people still do that with, like, Michael Jackson. It's been over a decade. He's dead. He's in the ground, dead, 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 dead. And we still can't, like, we still literally can't. We, we bring up the fact that, like, he touched these little kids. And I don't even think it's allegedly anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he, he did these things when he was alive, but people still come to his defense and say, oh, well, he's dead. Leave him alone. Like, he's not there to defend himself. Well, first and foremost, the Kobe Bryant case, that's a whole thing. And when you when you really look into it, because it was something that I was, like, really intrigued about, because people got over it very fast. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, that's that's a whole nother subject. So when you talk about something like that, that's very loaded. And obviously, a lot of this stuff could be right, like the Michael Jackson stuff. People still will will claim that those guys have uh, the the guys from the yeah. documentary. They have intentions just to make yeah. money, and that's all this is, or whatever, right? But then, even if that was the case. You can't forget the fact that these stories happen, right? Like, he really did get these kids alone and brought some of them on tour and had all this alone time and slept with them in the same bed, right? All of that stuff happened. But people will almost instantaneously, at least the ones that, you know, try to protect him and whatever, almost instantaneously they'll say, Oh, the oh, the parents knew, or or blah blah blah, or oh, it's not this. And it's like, but you have to admit that that is so fucking creepy and so weird. Yeah. Even if even if we don't really know what happened, and and you can't take their you know, oh well, he did this to me, and he did this to me, and all their testimony, you know, word for word, as as like real. Even if you do admit all that, right? There's people who will still say like, no, that's, that's a, that's whatever. That's, oh, you know, you're just, he had a kind, so, okay. He had, you know, he had trouble as a kid. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. People will still say, no, he, he, you guys just, you want to make money off of him. Okay. Uh, How come they didn't talk about this before? They did. They did. And. The one one of the guys like doesn't need the money because he already makes enough money. Oh, the, how come the one kid from a long time ago that did he didn't speak up about it? It's like, oh, you mean because they settled out of court for like a lot of money? And that was also because like you're trying to fight uh, someone with um, millions and millions of dollars, yeah. And you 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 just think like court like the court system is rigged to where rich people can benefit from it if you go into try and try and like even just like settle like small like claims like lawyers cost a lot of money but the the thing is with all of that right with the money with the power all this stuff that paints a different picture with people in their minds michael jackson can be touched because he was a great performer and he he did so much in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant can't be talked about because he was one of the best NBA players of 
all time. Like, you know, he he was one of the greatest. He did so look at look at what he was able to do in LA, right? Like, you know, he's he's always going to go down as as one of the favorites. Uh uh Paul Walker lost his life so tragically. Like, he We'll, we'll always miss him because of like you know he he was a good actor and and, and people loved his films and stuff but, and it it doesn't matter that he was with underage girls and stuff and you know he has a very sketchy you know past it, that that's whatever it, he he gave us Fast and Furious yeah. like duh yeah and because of those reasons people held these celebrities so highly that they can't be touched, right? They can't be touched in that way. But the thing is, even though some of these celebrities are dead and gone and what have you, the I think one of the big reasons why people have a problem with speaking out against this after they're dead is, well, A, because they can't speak up for themselves and fight back for what people are saying, right? One of the biggest things pertaining to that are the Aaron Hernandez story, the the the, the Netflix right. documentary, because they have a guy on there saying like, yeah, we pretty much sucked each other's dick all the time, but I mean we were like gay, gay, but I, you know like we had fun, yeah. <clears throat> and people are livid about that because they're oh well he he's not alive to to you know speak about like this or blah 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 or you know whatever right, and that's true, that is a hundred percent true. But I will say that this documentary isn't the first time I heard that. That's something I heard about, you know, for, for a while. Or now. even look at um, like Richard Pryor and uh, Marlon Brando, right? Like what came out uh, from wasn't it Richard Pryor's wife? That his daughter. That? His right? daughter said, like specifically, was like, "This is what happened. Like they were they were friends with benefits, and they they really loved each other, but they also like." loved other people too because they just kind of were like whatever and see like that's fine it's not that's not really con- it's what, what makes it more controversial is like that they lived in a time when they couldn't just like be open about that um but but, but see even with that people are still upset because yeah. they're not alive to talk about it you're basically you're saying something that that's real you're saying that all this stuff happened but they're not alive to say, oh, well, you know, it's it's not that simple or, oh, I never do that or whatever. Right. And just because of that, it it that paints a whole nother story of, well, celebrities ha- are people, too. And they live, you know, lives just like we do and blah, blah, blah. And, and even if this was true, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is. People are so quick to act that way, but when it comes to normal people or, or normal situations, it's completely different. Yeah, you know, it's easy to say, "Oh, well, that guy's a that guy's a, a, a sexual predator." Like, I don't feel comfortable living next to him, even though the story could be. I saw this documentary thing on PBS where this guy was talking about how he has to live his life as a, a registered sex offender because he, they caught him and his girlfriend. But his girlfriend was only a couple months younger. And even though his like lawyer was saying, like, no, it should be fine because you guys have been together for two years now. And, you know, you just turned 18, yeah. you know, a couple months ago and your girlfriend's going to turn 
18 in a couple months, whatever, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Nope. That they're like, no, you you had sex with a minor. But and, see, and he's still fighting it now. They've been married for like 10 years with the story like that, right? Yeah. Where you're looking at it and you say, oh, okay, I could see, you know, whatever. The thing is, people still say, well, you should have known better. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have done this and exactly. blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter that you guys have been together for like 15 yeah, you years now or something. You should have just waited a couple months. Yeah. Like, uh, that's... <laughs> but they'll look at something like Elvis Presley and say, "No, well, look at they loved each other, so yeah. it's fine that he was way older than she was, and you know she was just a kid. That's fine, and it's weird that people would jump through hoops for that, right? Yeah. But this guy is ostracized his entire life because he's with the woman that he loves." They just happen to have this weird short period in time where technically their love was illegal. But <clears> a, <throat> but a star like that, people will forget that, well, this guy had money. He had power. Yeah. You know, just his, like, there's there's a level of, of privilege you get when you get to a certain uh, stardom. <clears throat> and you could say whatever you want about, like, may, you know, maybe she really did love him or whatever, right? But it's always, for us, it's always going to look weird because it's like, like, it's not just that the fact that she's young, it's the fact that you were this huge star and, you know, there's so much stuff that comes with that. And then you still went ahead with this relationship. And that's where it turns from being just creepy to being like straight up, like manipulative. Yeah. Right. And, but. He was one of the he was one of the best to ever do it, and he's not alive to 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 say you know his side of the story. That this is where we fall in of like where does it begin, where does it end? Yeah. Because we do believe that some people deserve a second chance. We do believe that even in a certain bad situation, it may not always look that way. I, I, what, what I mean, I just want to bring up one thing that was always intriguing me was. That case, I can't remember the name of the, the 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 people, but it was one of the first cases of a teacher having sex with a student. Oh, I think yes, he was like, I remember who like that talking. Filipino yeah, yeah. kid or something. Yeah. The crazy thing about that is, even as bad as that situation is, they had a family and everything. So for some fucking reason, they fell in love, and you could say whatever you want about it, but that is a weird situation. Now, yeah. when it happened, of course, that is. A horrible fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Teacher taking advantage of a student. Sure. But then where do you stand now that we're how many years removed? 20 something years removed? Does that change your perception of what happened? Yeah. Or do you just are you still, well, this should have never happened in the first place, right? I don't know. With things like that, it's just always weird because it's like, like with um, Francis President, where he married his teacher. But they they kind of waited right till he was like legal. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just think that like I think celebrities need to be taken off the pedestal that they put they put on. Yes, we should mourn people. Obviously, we should give time. And just being a jerk like 
I'm not saying that this person was, this reporter was. Like, I, I feel like, yes, they were trying to throw in discourse to be like, remember, he did this. But should they have been suspended? I'm not sure. Because yeah. I think we should have conversations about people. Yeah. But I think there's appropriate times to do it. Maybe not right when they not well, right when they're dead. Well, I mean, we we have the freedom uh, to do and say yeah. whatever we want, yeah. right? And just because you have the freedom doesn't mean that you can't be punished for yeah. things you say, things you exactly. do. And with that situation, it is weird because I think what she did was kind of fucked up mm-hmm. because it was trying to put a disturbance in people trying to mourn this guy that they lost. I personally have my own problems with Kobe. It's not yeah. just a rape case. It's it's basically everything I've ever learned about him. But I'm not I'm not online saying here's all the reasons why I hate him or I'm not trying to argue with people of why they love him. I'm not trying to get in the middle of this conversation of why he was one of the best ever but why he was problematic. But when it's someone like this woman who's working for a, a publication and her job is to literally write pieces mm-hmm. so people worldwide could possibly read them, I could see how it can be a little bit problematic where you're having to deal with, well, <clears throat> yes, she's our employee, but this, is, this isn't this is the the press that we want for, for our publication. I get that there's like a, a level of humanity that you you want to be kind to those who who lost. You want to be kind and and give people space, you know, when they're grieving. And I do I believe that. I believe everyone yeah. should have a time to grieve. I believe everyone should have the you know, everyone's different. I get it. But does that necessarily mean that this person who hates this person, they can't talk about it, they can't post about it? I mean, even though I personally think that they should, you know, they should lay off social media for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could I could still see, you know, the problem in that. But do I necessarily have a problem with it? No. But do I understand where the problem resides with that? Yeah. Uh, but that's also like a basic human thing. Yeah. The celebrity part just amplifies it by a million fold sometimes. And I think that's where we have a problem with this idea of why is one thing okay and another thing isn't. Because we already know that celebrities can get away with a lot. We already know that celebrities can do and say so much in their lifetime that some people would literally get fired for for one thing or another, but these people can continue to have careers. I mean, how much have we talked about? It's crazy for us to think that Mel Gibson is still working. Look how many times we've given him second chances. But see, that that's what we're talking about is, is we see that shit and it's like, that's fucked up. That's problematic. But he still has a career. Mm-hmm. Look at Stanley Kubrick. He was a great director, but look what he did to Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Like, he was a horrible person. And we need to recognize that, like, sometimes they're, they're like, like we said, like you said, they're ordinary people. They do terrible things like ordinary people do. And when ordinary people do terrible things, we call them out on it. 
they should be called out on their on the things that they do. And I mean, we'll 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 put an end to this right now because <laughs> this is very filled. And even us talking about it is very very hard for us to like follow one line of thought because I there's know. so much it that goes into so this. We didn't even get to talk too much about the difference between people of color and oh, yeah. and and white celebrities. Uh, yeah, and and, and how the, they're treated. Yeah, and how the stigma that you know, look at how much you can bury this, you know, black celebrity. But, oh, David Bowie, he's one of the best. I mean, sure, he has, like, you know, the child, you know, uh, rape stuff. Or, yeah, sex with underage girls. But you can look past that because he was, like, an innovator yeah. and stuff, right? Have you ever heard um, that one album? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good yeah uh so there's there's a lot that goes into this and and in the future we'll probably talk about a lot of this stuff because we already know that this shit's gonna come up oh especially with in a couple weeks but with that guys we'll say thank you for listening yes thank we you. appreciate it as always if you want to go ahead and follow us uh subscribe to uh any streaming service that you have we're on Spotify, Google, Apple, all of the pretty much all the streaming services as well as uh, YouTube. So if you just subscribe, you'll get the podcast right away. Or you can follow us on our socials. That's INTB underscore podcast. That's for Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit old school. <laughs> I'm talking about old, old school. And you can email us Wait, at our what's email. Email. That's INTB podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, you know, like I said, you could you could DM us, you can email us, you can comment on things, you can leave reviews, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're all, you know, we're all about it. We like to hear feedback. We like to get questions, whatever. And just let us know, you know, what do you think about this whole idea of celebrities being on a pedestal and even when they pass, having to hold their, their name in higher regard where you can't talk about any any negativity that happened you yeah. know in their lifetime or what did you think of the the color or color out of space did you did you like it did you think it was dumb and too campy and over the top or did you think it was just as good as like another like lovecraftian like story or was it dumb and campy and over the top <laughs> but good but good <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. um if you have any you know any feedback on like the Oscars or award shows or whatever, because that's coming up. I know we're talking about that, but the reason is it's going to be a whole episode. Oh, yeah. And I know you're thinking like, oh, why do you want to hear an episode on the Oscars? But it's because the Oscars is problematic. Yeah. And there's a lot that we're going to talk about. Right. After the Oscars, the next episode is going to be all about what we thought about it, you know, what we personally think. We're going to talk about, yeah. we're going to talk about movies that weren't nominated. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about, you know, actors, all this stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, if you have any questions or, you know, you have anything you want to talk about, email us. But until then, relax, have fun, and remember. It's not that bad. It's not. It's not.